Thank you for downloading the Parent's Guide to 13 Reasons Why podcast with Danny Huerta from Focus on the Family. For more parenting advice from Danny and other experts, visit focusonthefamily.com slash parenting. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Danny Huerta, Vice President of Parenting and Youth at Focus on the Family. And uh, we've been talking about some very important things related to 13 Reasons Why, a very, very popular show that many of you most likely have heard about. And uh, if you've missed our last two segments on bullying, cyberbullying, and self-injury, make sure you take the time to to listen to those and, and kind of catch up with us on uh, what we've been talking about to be able to help your teen. And on today's episode of The Parent's Guide to 13 Reasons Why, we're going to be talking about a very, very important topic, sexting. Uh, it's something that we did not dream about as parents we would be having to deal with. And anyone that has a child with a cell phone should be listening to this because it can happen to anyone even if they don't ask for it. So you've probably heard this term, and we're going we're gonna to dig in on this topic of sexting and try to help you as a parent know how to navigate this and respond in a way that is loving and also directive for your child. And so with me today, I have Christina Chismar and Glenn Lutchens, two of our great counselors here at Focus on the Family that work with teens and continue to work with teens. And so welcome to the show, Glenn and Christina. Thank you. It's Thanks, good to Danny. be here. Good to be All with right. you. Excellent. So 20% of seventh graders end up sexting. Wow. Uh, that is that is concerning. So what is sexting? Tell us, uh, what do you guys uh, know about sexting? Well, sexting can be anything with words, pictures, uh, messages that are engaged in sexual communication. Um, it can be flirting. It can be um, having word sex or being able to turn each other on w- through text messages. And it may be a situation where somebody has initiated it themselves, but it could be something where someone has asked them, send me a picture of yourself. Uh, so there can be a lot of pressure that uh, comes into play when it comes to sexting. Yeah, you know, I remember a, a boy who's about 17 came into my office and said, uh, Mr. Huerta, and with a big smile on his face, he said, I got a picture from a girl at school mm. and I said oh no mm. he said yeah she sent me a, a, a nude picture of herself and his mom did not know what to do so why do teens why is this so dangerous for teens when this happens this reaction with his boy was one with a smile right. the mom was frightened so why is this so dangerous for teens well, I think that a lot of times when a person does sex, they, they don't have an idea of what they're getting into. Right. Uh, they just think, oh, this is, this is fun, this is playful. But the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, and the legal ramifications of sexting can be quite significant. And mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it's just an area that is so easy to stumble into. A lot of times there's a desire to be acceptable to other people, and uh, that can motivate a lot of, uh, of unwise behavior. Right, especially with girls, I think there's um, an excitement. Um, it's it's an energy of wanting to be accepted, wanting to be liked, and so being able to participate in something that's going to make them more desirable. Um, they think it's going to make them more desirable. They don't understand the harm that they're doing to their bodies and to their identity. Um, Christina, great point. I think that Girls have the most difficult position in all of this. Yeah. If you send a picture, you're called a slut, right? right. Or 
uh, a person that is easy to, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, access sexually, right. right? But if you don't, then you're called the prude, right. somebody that is not willing to engage in that a goody-goody. Right. And so either way, you lose as a girl if you're asked to engage in this. You do. And and being able to, to know where is that boundary of, okay, I want to be social. I want to be popular. I want guys to like me and accept me and, and want girls to like me and accept me. But I don't know how to navigate that when everybody's doing this or everybody's wanting this. And so feeling like, okay, if I'm asked for this, I have to comply because if I don't, then I'll I'll be um, ostracized or I'll be not included. And there's, there, it's interesting. You mentioned that a person would be called a prude, which the word prude comes from the word prudence. It's a biblical term. <laughs> and it really means somebody who can see down the road the outcome of a decision that's made today. So being a prude is really a good thing, but the, the, the price tag has been switched on that. Oh, great point, Glenn. I mean, imagine a parent helping a child uh, respond with that kind of response. Well, yeah, yeah, I look ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look at I can see what outcome. could happen. That's right. great. I love that, that response. Teenagers just don't naturally think long-term, right? So no. how do you help in your, in your situation as a counselor Tell us about a situation maybe where you helped a a child think down the road. Mm -hmm. Well, we get a lot of calls here at Focus on the Family, and and maybe more so from parents who are concerned about, you know, their son or daughter has been doing some sexting. And uh, so we try to really encourage them to be proactive. It's real easy just to kind of pull in, oh, no, what's happened, to feel embarrassed and shame, even on the parents' part. Well, I've never spoken to my child about this. But really being proactive and recognizing that there are actions that both the teenager can take as well as the parent. Mm. Yeah. And when, I, when I'm talking with a teenager who may have been in this um, or, or is, we're talking about trying to prevent sexting, I talk about maybe a time when they've been embarrassed in the past when they didn't think about their actions and then it caused them harm socially and most kids have had an experience with some kind of peer pressure event that has then had negative consequences peer pressure right we've heard that probably since uh bible times really right (laughs) Right? peer pressure's been there we can't get rid of it but we can certainly equip our kids so what they say, uh, as far as they being, this is the research study area. There is a research study specifically on 1,300 junior high kids. Wow. And what they found is that kids that engage in sexting are four times more likely to be sexually active, which wow. for us as parents, we need to listen to that. And I love what you said, Glenn, that we have to be proactive as parents, which takes a lot of intentionality, paying attention, energy. Uh, being okay with conflict uh, in in the as far as in parenting with a child, you're not always going to make them happy, and this is one case where we have to be okay with those uncomfortable conversations. And so, how can we help protect our children from uh, this type of thing? How do we enter these conversations in a natural way, in an intentional way, in our homes? I think it's important to stay open and to, to keep the conversation going. I think so many um, Christian families are afraid of educating their children for um, the idea of planting a seed or that they're going to um, not be protecting their children by educating them about all the different issues regarding sexuality and sexting and, and the things out there. But I think 
education is so important in this area around sexting, around the legal ramifications that children could run into. Make sure that you're keeping that conversation open and you're giving details because they need to hear it. And it's, I think it's constructive to ask questions uh, that are more general to begin with. To start off by saying, you know, are you sexting is really going to be a, a right. way to, 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 to end the conversation. Right. So you really <laughs> you want to shut down in yeah, a minute. There's going to be no openness there. So if you, if you really talk about it more, in more general terms, that this is a fairly common phenomenon, what do you think might be going on in people's minds? And, you know, what do you think is motivating them? Why, why, do, you, why do people do this? What can they do different? Questions mm-hmm. tend to be more constructive on the parents' part than statements per se. So you're saying more conversational, right. more of a connection Dialogue. rather than going straight to restriction. Right. 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 Well, and, and almost giving your child control, empowering them to take responsibility and be in control of themselves and their actions and their sexuality instead of telling them, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, empowering them of saying, you know, who do you want to be and how can you take control of this instead of just giving it away to your peers and your friends who are, you know, forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah, we just partnered with Force Field. Uh, here at Focus on the Family, yeah. and it's a type of software that helps you dialogue, right, yeah. with your with your teen about their use of social media and technology. And I, I really love that there's software now as parents that we can access. What was astounding to me is that only 26% of parents, in in a recent studies, uh, you actually use any type of monitoring software. Especially, we have to do this. There's, Absolutely. And it's not because we're not saying should. We're saying you could do it, and it really would benefit you as a parent so that these conversations go well, right? And what you're saying, uh, Glenn, is that our our time of conversation with our kids is, is important in that we we actually enter their space and, and uh, have empathy for the fact that they're there's a lot around them, and you want to explore with them. Is that is that what I'm hearing from yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That there's a, an opportunity really to to bring it up. I think that parents who talk about the issues are, are more likely to experience a lower uh, involvement of sexting on the part of their kids. So let's say a, a parent uh, finds out at dinner time or in the car that their child, or maybe the school calls, right, that their child has been participating in sexting. How, how does a parent respond to that one? What, what, what do we do as parents? I think calmness is really key in that because it's real easy when a parent is feeling all the emotional juices themselves of maybe embarrassment, shame, anger, disappointment. Uh, it's real easy to react. But being calm, being proactive, uh, being able to hear, maybe just even asking the question, help me better understand what was going on. What were, what were some of your thoughts that may have led you to this? So how can yeah. someone be calm in that situation, Glenn? Give me, give me that. Well, they may need because to take five hard. or ten minutes first to, <laughs> right. to just relax a little bit and say, okay, Lord, give me wisdom here. Yeah, that's um, good. But then to, to recognize, too, that yeah, we, we may be upset and angry at our child for doing something that's wrong. We have to first ask the question, how about myself? Mm-hmm. I need the grace of Jesus Christ every single day. It's great and reminder. so if, if, if I have the grace of Jesus Christ, I need to be able to be a conduit of that and, and show that to my child as well here. They don't need a lecture. They need my love right now. That's right. And they need the understanding and being able to, to ask questions like, you know, tell me 
how this happened or, you know, explain to me what you were thinking or feeling or how were you engaging in this? Did, was this your idea? Was this somebody else's idea? Try to find out what is the unmet need behind this behavior? Because usually there's an unmet need, whether it's, I wanted to be accepted or I just was bored and wanted some excitement, or I just was feeling aroused, being able to find out what is that unmet need behind the behavior. And so using that tell me more and and almost that Columbo effect of how, how you know, tell me more about that can be really helpful. Clearly there's a lot facing our teens, including this yeah. topic of sexting, and you've brought up emotions and legal ramifications, right, right Glenn? Right. And tell right. us a little more about the legal well, aspect to this. If, if someone creates and transmits photographs of a minor, it can be certainly understood as creating child pornography. Yeah, and, and distribution so, of child yeah, pornography. Right. So it's something that people don't think that way, but they really need to, to understand it in that context. So how do we know when it's time to go seek professional help? When, when, when do we know that it's, it's, we have to do this? We, we need to find a counselor. Sooner rather than later. Um, this is one of those um, urgent issues of when you find it, it needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. And if you're feeling uncomfortable with this subject or you're feeling like your child isn't as open in talking to you about this or you're not being able to, to get a handle on this immediately, go talk to a counselor. Even if it's just you as a parent going to talk with a counselor so that you can get support on how to help your right. child. Yeah, and there are some steps that a parent can take. It's important for a parent to find out if, if there's been some sexting, what are the the people who have been sending pictures uh, to, to be able to block those those numbers, uh, to be able to maybe even talk with other parents if, if other teens have been sending or have been receiving uh, text messages or, or photographs. So a parent has to be has to be vigilant. Those are some of the things that aren't as easy to do, but they're really important. But uh, I do think getting getting counseling, pursuing some counseling, at least giving the teen an opportunity to spend a couple of sessions talking with someone and just being able to express what's going on in their life, I think that's great value. Right, and just understanding that that the trust when something like this has happened, the trust has been broken, mm-hmm. and we have to work on rebuilding the trust and teaching our kids how to be in appropriate relationships. So there is some consequences to that action. Um, there needs to be some some consequences and some monitoring and some phone restriction. But in the same at the same time, choosing relationship, keeping relationship open, and teaching kids how to rebuild that trust by using consistency and behavior with accountability over time. That's great. You know, teens don't always want to go to counseling, but you've given some great practical steps for parents to really take those initial steps to to getting some help. So what does focus have? What does focus on the family have in response to this? Well, we have counselors, you know, call us. Um, we would be happy to, to talk with you or your teen. Um, give us a call. We'd love to consult with you. That's 1-800-A-FAMILY for yes. uh, those out there who want to call the line. And it's a free phone call. It's 20 minutes, right, right. that they get to spend. Yeah. Yeah. It's a consultation, but we'd be happy to help. It's a great conversation. Very friendly counselors. That's there. right. <laughs> yes, That's right. very That's nice. Good. Call yeah, listen well. So, uh, Glenn, Christina, thanks for being on the show with us today. Uh, there's so much that, that is coming at our children as parents. And uh, just knowing about it is the first step. And beyond that, yes. here you've given some great practical steps. And you as a listener, make sure to check out FocusOnTheFamily.com. We have many, many resources there. 
Uh, make sure you come to our parenting page. We have plenty of information for you on various topics. And for more information on sexting and really digging into difficult topics with your child, make sure you look for our handy reference, The Parent's Guide to 13 Reasons Why, through focusonthefamily.com slash 13 reasons. Thanks for joining us today. And we love you here at Focus on the Family. We're standing right alongside of you as parents. Many of us are parents just like you. So hope to connect with you sometime soon.